What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us today on a Monday. How was your weekend? Did uh, did you survive the bracket? How's your March Madness looking? I tell you what, it's my my, my brackets are not good. Not good. I had uh, I had Illinois going pretty far in a couple. I had uh, who was the other one yesterday that got me? Anyway, it's just it's crazy right now. No wonder they call it March Madness. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that whole thing. But uh, either way, um, on today's show, we'll talk a little hockey. We'll get away from basketball for a day or so and talk some hockey power rankings. Last week on Twitter, we had a friend of the show reach out. This is when we just did, I think... We just talked about some news. I'm not sure what we did for last uh, last week's NHL show. But yeah, someone reached out, a friend of the show, said, Hey, where are the power rankings at? We want those new power rankings. So uh, I will uh, give you some brand new power rankings today. We'll go over the top 10, and then I will release the full list of power rankings on our Twitter account. Give us a follow on Twitter if you haven't already, at SharpAnglePod, and uh, we'll get the full list of all 31 teams out when we're wrapped up with this podcast. Uh, special thanks to Better Edge online, betteredge.com, the new place for everyone out there to start making your sports bets. Why? Because Better Edge allows you to bet VIG free. Now, they're not necessarily a sports book, quote unquote, right? But you can still make all your sports bets here. They just kind of get around that because they're actually legal in a lot of places where sports betting isn't quite legal yet, like California. And so you can bet legally on Better Edge in a lot of places you can't bet legally in any other sports book and they don't charge a VIG. Really, there's no reason for everyone out there not to at least give Better Edge a try. So sign up today, betteredge.com. Use promo code SHARP. That's SHARP with a P. That'll get you 10 free dollars in your account. So there's no risk. I mean, sign up today, get 10 free bucks, and see if you like betting VIG free. Something tells me you're going to love it. So uh, online, betteredge.com. Sign up also on your phone. It's a lot easier to download it to your phone, the home screen, kind of like a web app. And uh, to do that, when you go to betteredge.com, there will be a button, usually on the bottom of the screen. I know it is on the iPhone. It's like a little box with an arrow pointing up. If you hit that and then you copy the link to your home screen, it'll be really easy. You can always access Better Edge just like an app. So check them out online, betteredge.com, and use promo code SHARP. All right, so power rankings time. Let's get to our... Power rankings. Did we bring them down? Did I remember them? What's back here? There they are. There's a good old power rankings. All right. So uh, in case you guys haven't listened to a power ranking show before, we go through the top 10 here on the podcast, and then we'll post the entire power rankings on our Twitter. Again, uh, Sharp Angle Pod at, uh, on Twitter, at Sharp Angle Pod. All right. So let's go 10 through 1, starting with number 10 in the NHL. The Minnesota Wild. And Minnesota has risen the second most this year of any team, right? They started in the uh, the high teens. They're currently the number 10 team overall. Now, I know Minnesota's looked really good. You may say 10 seems a little low, but I don't want to overreact with Minnesota. They've looked good so far. Very exciting to watch. And uh, we have Minnesota Wild 
number 10 overall. Number nine, the Philadelphia Flyers. And this has been a really up and down season for Philadelphia. As a matter of fact, locally in a lot of Philadelphia newspapers and blogs, they're calling for a coaching change. They think there needs to be a change behind the bench. And lately, I don't blame them. You know, they've been giving up a ton of goals. It seems like their defense is getting a little bit worse every single week. And these guys, you know, these young defenders, Ivan Provorov comes to mind. You know, they were supposed to take that next step this year. They did the first part of the year. But now they're kind of reverting back to old bad habits. So, you know, Philadelphia got off to a good start. They dealt with a lot of injuries, a lot of COVID situations. But now locally, like I said, people calling for coaching changes, even GM changes. So we'll see what these next couple of weeks look like in terms of the stability. But uh, right now in the power rankings, number nine overall, the Philadelphia Flyers. Number eight, I have St. Louis, the St. Louis Blues. And it it should prove to you what a good roster St. Louis has because this year, there's not a team who's dealt more with injuries and COVID concerns than St. Louis. They're not playing at all with the same defense they thought they started the year with. They're currently, like I said, dealing with COVID concerns, and they're still the number eight team in in my power rankings. Now, I will admit, I am slow to react, whether a team is very good or very bad. So maybe we're just reacting slowly on St. Louis. But everyone, I think it's good to react slowly. You don't want to be the first one changing power rankings too much. Otherwise, what happens? It's not enough just to have a system. You have to have a good system, right? I think it's hilarious how like now on Twitter, you see all these people who, oh, my system says this, my system says this. It's like, I bet you a lot of these systems that you hear about on Twitter, it's just some elementary algebra and they're getting a, an output. Just because you have a system doesn't mean you can accurately predict games and certainly doesn't mean you can do it better than the sports books. You have to have a system that works, a system that's really, really good. I read on Twitter, it was hysterical. Someone posted, so my system has Loyola Chicago around a plus two or something like that. You know, they have Illinois. This was in the basketball game yesterday where they beat Illinois. They're like, yeah, Loyola Chicago should only be two-point underdogs, but I'm going to bet on Illinois because the eye test. It's like, what? You're missing the point of your system. If if, If your system said that, listen to your system. I think it's hysterical, you know, but... Again, I've, I've talked about this before, probably not the appropriate podcast today to go on some rant about all these scam artists on Twitter, but it's just hysterical. You know, you get these young kids who don't really understand the industry, start charging for their picks. It's just like, it's entertainment for me. I think it's funny. But uh, my point with all this is you've got to have a good system. It's not enough just to have a system. You got to have one that works. All right, so moving on from St. Louis, let's get to number seven. Number seven, the Florida Panthers. And Florida, I mentioned Minnesota jumping the second most of any team. The Florida Panthers have risen more than any NHL team this season. And it proves to you, if you make the right moves in the offseason, you can immediately change the way your team is playing. And Florida was probably more apt to do that than a lot of other teams. You know, Joel Quenville, very good NHL coach. He's sort of flying under the radar the last couple of years in terms of the coaches in the NHL. And they always had the great offense. You know, they, they pick up Sergei Bobrovsky a couple of years ago. It was just the defense that was missing. And finally, they've put it all together. And I don't think this is some fluke or a flash in the pan. I believe Florida is one of the better teams right now in the NHL. So Florida has risen substantially this year, and they are number seven overall. All right, number six, the Winnipeg Jets. And Winnipeg's fallen a little bit. You know, the last couple of weeks, their defense has not looked good. And what I said a couple weeks ago when I talked about 
my last update of the power rankings, it was that Winnipeg was consistent, and that consistently or that consistency is going away. You know, and like I just mentioned, that's going away on the defensive side. I'm not concerned with Winnipeg scoring goals. I'm concerned with this team playing consistent defense on a night-to-night basis. So even though they're playing very, very well right now, they have been slipping lately on defense. So that's something that, you know, we got to keep track of. You got to pay attention to. But uh, we don't want to overreact again, like we said earlier. Number six overall, Winnipeg. Number five, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Toronto hasn't been playing well the last week or so. They've let that big lead in their division slip a little bit. But they have made some changes, and I think it's all okay. You know, they traded for uh, Alex Galchenyuk, uh, excuse me, and he played his first game for uh, the Maple Leafs just a couple nights ago. He's expected to be on that line with, I think, uh, who's he supposed to play with? I think he's supposed to be on the second line. Um, either way, they need some time to work things out. You know, when you make a trade like this and make a change like this, it's going to take a week or two to, to gel, even maybe longer. And Toronto is one of those teams who they're going to figure it out. You know, I don't, I don't worry about this trade impacting these negatively. They're going to be just fine. And they are one of the better teams this year. And it's funny. Number six, Winnipeg. Number five, Toronto. A lot of similarities. The main one being their issue before was consistency. And it's funny, the last couple of weeks, that's one thing these both, but that both these teams are struggling with. So even though they're both very good, even though they're both very talented, right now, number five, Toronto, number six, Winnipeg, these are two fluid teams in the rankings, and I would stay tuned the next week or so to see where they move. All right, number four, the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they're, you know, the top four teams, not a lot of movement, and it shouldn't be a surprise. You know, Vegas has shown that at home, they're a very, very good team. And it's not because this whole Vegas thing. I used to think, is it really a home ice advantage or other are other teams just, you know, maybe partying a little too much when they go to Vegas? But in this year, in this COVID year, without the ability to really go out, do much in Vegas, you're still seeing that heavy, heavy home ice advantage. And they go on the road and, you know, they kind of look a little bit average. So Vegas is a very, very good team, especially at home. I know they made those improvements on defense and, and, and you're seeing it play out, just not necessarily on the road quite yet. But they've played very well and I don't see them jumping Colorado, Boston anytime soon. But certainly I think they're the, the, uh, the fourth best team in the NHL. Number three, the Colorado Avalanche. And Colorado is injured right now. One of the most banged up teams in the entire NHL, yet they're treading water and they stay at number three in my power rankings. When they're healthy, Colorado could be one of the better teams in the entire league. They just need that backup goaltender. Now they did trade for, I think his name is Jonas Johansson from uh, Buffalo. And if you look at Jonas Johansson's stats, they're not very good. He started 11 games in his career. He's one eight and two, but I have a little something to tell you. The defense that's in front of you greatly impacts your statistics. If you don't trust me, look at Thomas Grice last year with the New York Islanders and this year with the Detroit Red Wings. He looks like an entirely different goalie. So the abs trading for Johansson, I think that's a good thing. I don't know if he's immediately going to contribute, but at least they're identifying what they need to fix. And hopefully they do fix it if you're an abs fan. So abs number three overall, they're getting healthier and getting better. Number two, the Boston uh, Bruins. And look, I don't want to overreact. I know Boston's let a couple slip the last couple weeks, but there's nothing wrong with that. This is the NHL where some of the best teams in any given year, you know, finish with what, 100 points, and that's in a full season. So Boston's going to lose some games. They're not going to go undefeated, but when it comes to winning time, when it comes to 
you know, games where they're max motivated, I'll take Boston over any almost any other team in the in the NHL. You know, they're talented, they play great defense, they finish up top, they've got two two very good goalies, and uh, Boston, no reason to bring them down. They are second place, and as a matter of fact, they're catching the number one team, who is Tampa Bay. Uh, last week, or a couple weeks ago, when I released these rankings, Tampa Bay had a pretty healthy lead as the number one overall team. That gap between number one and number two has certainly shrunk the last few weeks, but still, number one is Tampa Bay. And what else you can say about Tampa? You know, elite offense, elite defense, great goaltending. You know, it's so rare you get a goalie like uh, Andre Vasilevsky, who's legitimately a top three goalie in the league, playing with such an amazing defense in front of him. You know, you put John Gibson, uh, who plays for Anaheim, or Darcy Kemper, who's on the Coyotes. You put them on Tampa Bay, you know, you're going to get the same thing. Where you get this elite, elite goaltender with a great defense in front of him. So, you know, no, I, I don't think anyone who's been watching this year has any real concerns. Now, here's the thing. Maybe the only objection you would have with this is that Tampa Bay and Florida appear to be very, very close. You know, uh, they've played, I think, four or five times this year. And I think it's, you know, 2-2 two, two, two or 3-2. You know, Florida has certainly held their own against Tampa. And they're right there jockeying for first place in the in the central. So you could say, well, wait a minute, Tyler. Why isn't Florida closer to Tampa? They're very close to one another. They're very, you know, Florida's a very good team. You have them all the way down at seventh and Tampa Bay number one. And it's simple. You know, Florida and Tampa, when they play on the ice together, they look like they're, you know, there's not a lot separating them. But there are five teams in between them squeezed in. And I do think Boston, Colorado, Vegas, Toronto, Winnipeg are better than Florida. If not slightly, you know, just a little bit better, they're better. And all those teams are a little bit worse than Tampa. So that's a good example. You know, even though you may watch the Central a lot, you may watch Tampa play Florida and say, these teams are really close. You know, it's 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 a reminder that there's a lot of good teams in the NHL. And just because you see a couple teams play each other in division, you know, something that that we don't talk about or haven't talked about enough, I think, is the idea that some divisions are playing better hockey than others. You know, come playoff time, I think we're going to see a difference in, in some of these divisions, how they're playing. You know, I, I don't know which ones are playing better right now. Is it the West, the North, the East, the Central? Who's playing the best hockey right now? I'm not sure. But one thing I, I am pretty sure of is that there's a, a slightly different style in every division. And come playoff time, we're going to see these clash of styles. And, uh, you know, it could prove for some exciting games where we didn't see and, you know, maybe some things that we may not have predicted before. And this actually kind of reminds me of March Madness, you know. Right now we're seeing uh, the Big Ten. They're not doing very well in March Madness. And you look at conferences like the Pac-12, they're crushing it. And it's like before this, the the conference started, I think common sentiment, myself included, was that the Big Ten is, of course, they're better than the Pac-12. But come playoff time, it's like, well, maybe that was all of our perception. And maybe that's because the Big Ten kept playing each other. The Big 12 kept playing each other. The Pac-12 kept playing each other. And you don't get to see them cross over. So I think we could get the same effect this year in hockey, where different divisions are playing kind of different styles. So, all right, that does it for the NHL Power Rankings. Again, give us a follow on Twitter at SharpAnglePod and follow, uh, uh, and we'll post the uh, updated Power Rankings 1 through 31 on there right when we wrap this show up. So, all right, that does it for today's podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck today, tonight, whether you've got some NHL or uh, you're still alive in the bracket. You know, good luck with all that. And thanks for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. Sharp Angle.